Okay. Oh, uh, but anyway, um, remember it's just like if you open up your Bible, you got Genesis, and remember this is complete history. Okay, it's that's what we have to throw away Genesis if uh, we're going to follow the suit of like what seems to be people. They say, well, it's evolution, whatever. Well, there's not billions of years in the Book of Genesis. You cannot make that fit. There, that's, there's a chart back there. It actually shows the timeline, the dates, and stuff are there. So as I always say, somebody's dead wrong. Okay. The trouble is, is Jesus quoted from Genesis several times. I mean, it was just like the key book. So if you can knock out Genesis, you can knock out Jesus. Well, we know better. We're not doing that. So it pulls us back to this. So this is all historic. And so the stories you see in Genesis, they're on a timeline. And it's just, you know, it all winds up being Abraham, Abraham's kids and whatever. So anyway, you wind up uh, after Joseph, uh, you're in the book of Exodus and these three run together. I mean, actually, these four. This is Moses' time frame right here. This is right when they get to the promised land the second time. The first, the first let me just show you how <clears throat> that is complete history. And like I say, Leviticus, don't let that throw you. If you, if you come, you know, if you open your Bible and say, I'm going to start reading Leviticus, you're going to have a tough time figuring out what that is. You can read it. You can still learn some things. Don't, don't get me wrong. Get it. But it really should be Leviticus because it's how the Levites were supposed to operate in that uh, tabernacle. But look at Deuteronomy just a moment. This book records the address. That's why I say it's the Gettysburg Address to the people of Israel when they were camped at the valley of Arabah, the wilderness of Moab, east of the Jordan River. Okay, these cities, place, place, place. Look at this. February 15th, 40 years after they got away from Pharaoh, okay? Though it only takes, look at that, 11 days. See how they blew it? <laughs> They were there, and they said, we can't go in there. There's giants in there. What? You know, wow, okay. So the Lord said, okay, you ain't going in. And, uh, except Caleb and Joshua could. But anyway, so this is an address. So that goes all the way from, you know, uh, it's, um, uh, what is it, 30-something 30 30 chapters? 20 30, yeah, 31, 32. 33, 34, that's it right there. And then boom, there's Joshua. Notice it starts after the death of Moses, so it's chronological. Okay, now I want to skip back to looking at this again. So uh, there's Joshua, and basically at the end of Joshua, Joshua says, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. But everybody else, whoo, boom. So the place is devastated by the time you get to Judges. I mean, this is all the wonderful people that God got out of uh, Egypt. It all fell apart. And in the book of Judges, you have uh, about 10 chapters there and all those stories about Gideon. Gideon was like, he, he, he thought he was a loser. He was. He, his angel shows up and says, hey, you mighty man of God. And he goes, who, me? Like the three stooges. <laughs> You've got to be kidding. Gentlemen, not us, you know. And, and Gideon's saying, well, if the Lord's this, why has this all been wiped out? Well, it's because they've been worshiping idols. But that angel told him, says, nope, God's going to turn this thing around. We're going to use you, you know. And that's when the... God used 30, I mean, 300 people, and they wiped out some folks. Then you've got Samson, the story of Samson. And then Ruth is just a, look at that, four chapters. You can read it in less than 20 minutes. Just, I've heard of that, Bethlehem. Okay, whatever. So right after the book of Judges, there's Ruth. And the purpose of Ruth, you can see that story here. You say, wonder what was so great about that? Oh, and the neat little story. And the neat little story was she was blessed. She was experiencing famine. She lost her family and everything. Well, let's see, uh, Naomi did, the mother-in-law. And then Ruth was, she just grew up in wherever she was, a Moabite, and she grew up worshiping idols, but she wanted to have the God of Ruth, okay? I mean, the God of Naomi. But notice at the end, she winds up getting so blessed. 
Now she's married. Notice it says, now at last, Naomi has a son again. That's the, the mother, the, the grandmother. They named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the grandfather of somebody who didn't exist. Oh, yeah, he did, King David. Now, so that's history. This chapter here, this book here, Samuel, is all about David. Of course, it's uh, the first king, Saul, for a while. And Saul is chasing the daylights out of David. He wants him killed. But David always gets away. And you always go, well, praise the Lord, that's for me. Yeah, wonderful stories. One time when David cut off the hem of Saul's clothes, when the Living Bible says he went in the cave to use the bathroom, okay. David slipped up, cut part of his clothes off. And, uh, and then when the king went out, he hollered at him and says, King, and of course, uh, the king says, is that you, my son David? You know, And he says, look, if I wanted to kill you, I would have done it. Look at your robe, I just took a chunk off. And David said, I'm a dog. Why are you chasing me? And he, but David said this, you can chase me all you want to, King Saul, but God will always get me out of trouble. And that's what you want to take away. That's the reason we have the details. Constantly got away. One time David was totally overwhelmed in this book right here, 1 Samuel. Saul surrounded the mountain. It looked like it was hopeless. But, and even David said, this is probably it. We ain't going to get out of this one. But guess what? Saul gets a cell phone call. Uh, Jerusalem's being attacked. <laughs> and Saul has to take his army and flee and go back and help Jerusalem. And what happened to David? David's going, wow, again and again, I got out of trouble. Praise the Lord. Okay, so that, that puts us, there's your first kings and there's second kings. Your first kings would have been, like I say, uh, it was, starts with David, but it was actually Saul. But anyway, in second kings, it's just these are just volumes. First and second chronicles, same history. And then notice that, it's over with. Nebuchadnezzar wiped him out. Ezra and Nehemiah, they were only gone for 70 years out in another country, Babylon, whatever. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, they came back. Okay, but now prior to that, uh, right here in, uh, I want to go to 1 Kings while we're at it. Okay, let's close this down. And I want to go to, David's going to pass away here, and he does. I want to go to the fourth chapter. Now look at this. Now the next one was Solomon. And I don't care, you can be around some people that think everybody was smoking dope. They were, you know, they were on drugs and whatever. It, not hardly. Look at this. Here is a list of Trump's cabinet. We know what Trump, who Trump is. He has a cabinet. He's trying to get it all approved and all this kind of stuff. Solomon had a cabinet. Look at this. Uh, Azariah, son of Zadok, was the high priest. This guy named Eli, whatever, Ahijah, whatever. They were secretaries. And remember, Solomon, he was king of the known world. Look at this. Jehoshaphat, and it's not the Jehoshaphat that's going to be a grandkid of this guy. It's another one. Was the official historian and the archives, which we think, ah, nobody wrote nothing down. It is. It's documented. Benaniah, he was left over from uh, David, was commander-in-chief of the army. Zadok, Abathar were the high priest. Jesus mentioned this guy right here. In the days of Abathar the priest, he's an older fellow at this point. Notice this, this guy was the king's personal priest and special friend. Uh, Ashar was the manager of the palace. Okay, the superintendent of public works. Uh, I mean, if, if, if there's so minor stuff going on in your life, you don't need to have this big cabinet. This was huge. The names of his 12 uh, officers were this guy, this guy, this guy. I'm just showing you. Look how great this was. Okay. Uh, including all these villages and towns, whatever. Let's go on down here. Uh, some of Solomon's daughters. Wow, we got the names. Uh, let's see. Let's skip on down here. Uh, it, look at this. Israel and Judah, Judah were a wealthy populous, contented nation at this time. King Solomon ruled the whole area from the 
some river doesn't exist. Oh, please, just just try to convince me the Tennessee River doesn't exist. <laughs> it does exist. And we know the Euphrates does too. So these look at these real things. See, so the Bible's not a mythical book where there's no details and, and just somebody just wants us to get all oh, the spiritual meaning from this. This is just history. But what you get out of it is you go, wow, look what the Lord did. He'll do it for me today. Okay. The conquered peoples of these lands sent taxes to Solomon and continued to serve him throughout his lifetime. The daily food requirement for the palace was, look at look how much food it took for the whole palace. Okay. His dominion, la da 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 Okay, notice this. Now, here we go. Why is this in here? Throughout the lifetime of Solomon, all Judah and Israel lived in peace and safety. Now, don't forget that word safety. Man, sometimes as Americans, you have to dig through the crust. Some people just think, wait, hey, if I die, I'm going to heaven. Well, I'm going to go to heaven too, but I'd just rather not go right now. I've got my, my family. I want to live. God wants you to live. The Bible tells us that with long life, he'll satisfy you in Psalm 91. And so when he says that, you know, he, he provided for Solomon uh, peace and safety, that's for you too. Look at that next part. Each family had its own home and garden. Praise the Lord. I know we got some younger folks in here, but every one of you guys should be planning. You should have a home. I mean, it's, a, if, 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 it's the Lord's will. You don't have to go digging around and wonder, well, I don't know if it's the Lord's will or not. You read the scriptures, it, it is. Besides that, he'll grant you the desire of your heart. Wow, look at this. Solomon owned 40,000 chariots. Now, notice it was Solomon, 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 but everybody in the whole country, uh, the Israelites had peace and safety. They had a home. Praise the Lord. Okay, now I'm getting to a point where I want you to see. Uh, okay, Solomon, uh, God gave Solomon great wisdom and understanding and a mind of broad interest. In fact, his wisdom excelled uh, that of any wise men in the East, including uh, those in Egypt. He was wiser than we know this. Okay, da, da, da. but I want you to see this. He was the author of 3,000 Proverbs. And a thousand five songs. Hmm. He was a great naturalist, interested in animals, birds, snakes, fish, and whatever, uh, trees, the great cedars of this, 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 this. Okay, now let's go pick up. We're just going to try to verify some things here. Uh, Jesus seems to think this actually happened. Well, of course, we know it did. <laughs> uh, let's see where he picks up about it. Okay, you can't serve two masters, God and money. Now, he literally just means trying to serve them, you know. See, it's not just that, well, you have to give up one or another. No, you just don't need to serve both of them. The Lord will get you the money. It's fantastic. It's a, it's, it, it, praise the Lord. It's so wonderful knowing that Jesus will get you the money. It's not, like, it's not like, well, I'll let the Lord have my spiritual life and stuff, but doggone it, I have to work like a dog out there in the world. to make. No, you don't need to. The Lord will bless your wallet. It's so easy. You, Phil and I were talking about this the other day. You can just immediately hear all these wonderful things, and you can just immediately start worrying about your biggest problem you've got right now. And you're like, what am I doing? Just pray. Ask the Lord to help me. Just do that, and then he'll get you out of trouble. But boy, if you're juggling these things like, well, man, the, the, the wallet thing is just, that's too hard for God. Oh, please. <sighs> but you, you have to make a decision Moment by moment. It's not like, well, I made that decision back when I was 15 years old. Well, you better renew it every minute because you, you, it's easy to worry about stuff. So notice what he says. My counsel is don't worry about things. Food, drink, clothes. You already have a life and a body. Are they, uh, and they are far more important than what to eat or wear. Now, he didn't say, well, now you're going to live like a beatnik or whatever we were talking about, or, or poor or nothing. No, watch what he says. Watch the words, Jesus. He says, look at the birds. I've never seen a homeless looking bird. Have you? You know, they all look pretty good, you know. And even the ones that got hit by a car, remember what the Lord says? Not one sparrow falls to the ground without your heavenly father. King James says, what that means is 
the Lord knew he hit the ground. He cared about that bird. Ooh, wow. Okay. Notice this. They don't worry about what to eat. They don't need to sow or reap or store up food for your heavenly Father feeds them. Wow. Are you look at the, look at this? Are you far, excuse me? And you are far more valuable to Him than they are. Now I got to stop right here because we've been taught a lot of times. I've heard preachers say this. You know, well, you know, God can do without you. No. He created you. He loves you. But see, they try to condemn people. We feel better if we just know we're all going to hell. <laughs> no, we all need a Savior, praise the Lord. That's the good news about the gospel. And uh, notice this picture right here. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He's, that's your personal heart, your door of your house. It's written to a church. If any man will open the door. And that was written to a church. It's, that's why it's moment by moment you can forget and go, man, I am, I am so not trusting the Lord. And that gas gauge on your car, I don't care. I mean, yeah, maybe you're so good you keep it full all the time. But sometimes, like me, I get busy. And I'm, oh, I'm already committed to going into Arsenal. I'm like, on empty. Well, learn to trust the Lord. Lord, in Jesus' name, help me get to work and, I'm, and, and whatever. And don't make all these promises. I promise I'll always fill up. Yeah, you, you won't. We're all like kids. You can't tell your kids what to do when they're younger and things like that. They're not going to pay attention to that stuff. You know, you know it's just like, it's just, it, but trust the Lord. He'll help you. Anyway, notice what he says. Will all your worries add a moment to your life? And don't worry about your clothes. Now, here it comes. Look at the lilies. I mean, I, I, I love flowers. The knockout roses I do and whatever, some other stuff. And, and I'm like, and the Lord, it wasn't evolution. God created those things. He says, look at those lilies. They don't worry about their clothes. Look what he says. Yet King Solomon, in all his glory, remember when Queen Sheba came down there, she said, look at the staff members and their beautiful clothes they had on. And yet we hear so much poverty stuff about the church is ridiculous. Okay. All right. Yet King Solomon, in all of his glory, was not clothed as beautiful as they are. Now, what's the story? Flowers are more beautiful not because, let's just say, it's, isn't it beautiful to see a flower? No, look, that's not what he's saying. Solomon was gorgeous, but the flowers, whoo, man, they're great. Well, which one do we get? If God cares so wonderfully for the flowers that are here today and gone tomorrow, won't he surely care for you, O man of little faith? In other words, he'll clothe you, not like Solomon, but better than Solomon. Okay, so Jesus recognizes Solomon here, of course. And he says, don't worry about having enough food or clothing. Why well, be like the heathen? Okay, now, oh, one more place. I'm going to go to the 12th chapter, just a second. Where's it at? Make your eyes go dizzy here. Let's see where it's at. Yeah, here we go. Okay, the queen of, the queen of Sheba, she came down to see uh, 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 Solomon or whatever. Anyway, he's, Jesus is going to make a comparison here. He says, she came from a distant land to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Well, he never existed. Oh, yes, he did, too. And now someone greater than Solomon is here. Okay. All right. So now we got that. Let's go. We found out that he's got, um, he wrote 3,000 Proverbs. Well, guess what? We got a set of them right here. Let's see what he says. So here we go. These are Proverbs of King Solomon. Well, now we know who he is. David's son. He wrote them to teach his people how to live. Well, Richard, I already know how to live. Well, wait a minute. <clears throat> and how to act in every circumstance. He wanted them to, uh, to be understanding, just and fair in everything they did. 
I want to make them, I want to make the simple-minded wise. He said, I want to warn you young men about some problems they'll face. And I want those already wise to become wiser and leaders, you know, by exploring the depths of whatever it says here and the meanings of these nuggets of truth. Okay. So these are things that Solomon said. Now remember Solomon got his wisdom because he asked the Lord right after he became king and the Lord told him in a vision, he said, just ask me what you want. And I'll give it to you. Whatever you want. And Solomon said, who can rule all these people? He said, I need, I need wisdom to rule all these people. And the Lord said, well, you didn't ask for long life or the death of your enemies or riches. You asked for this. He said, uh, I'm going to give you wisdom, but I'm going to give you them other three too. So there's nothing wrong with the other three. And the Lord would have understood if he said, look, uh, we got to have some money to run this. The Lord poured it out on him. But the, it, nonetheless, you got it all. Watch what, now here's what he said. This is what he got from the Lord. Notice verse 7. How does a man become wise? Now we've heard this. The King James Bible says the beginning of knowledge is what? The fear of the Lord. Now there's a reason why it says the fear of the Lord. Oh, and that's a good way to put it. Notice this. The first step is to trust and reverence the Lord. See, that's the reason the evolution thing and all this Big Bang stuff, you know, because it leaves God out. We're just dust. We don't have anything to do with creation. I mean, we're just, we're just microbes. But no, that's not it. The track record says we were created in God's image. Okay, so it's like, well, if he created us, I better be finding out what he wants. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it's so easy to find out. You can't save yourself. You'll find out it's mercy. I mean, David committed, I mean, I mean he committed murder over a woman issue, you know. <laughs> and David's just like, got away with everything. Well, we're all going to get away with everything because we trust in the Lord. Okay. And remember, we all bear the sin of Adam no matter what, because by one man's offense, death reigns. So we're in trouble. We're already sentenced basically to hell anyway. But Jesus took that sentence and we're not going anymore. So it's not a matter of our goodness or whatever is what I'm saying here, because you'll just defeat yourself thinking, gosh, I just, I'm just, I don't know what I can do to please the Lord. Just trust him. Trust him. Okay. How does a man become wise? The first step is to trust the Lord. Now, you don't go out on your own and go, oh, I just trust. This is, this is the knowledge. This is the track record. Only for fools refuse to be taught. Listen to your father and mother. Man, what a key thing. Now, I know sometimes you may have a mom or dad that's, uh, that's crazy or whatever, but the Bible says, David wrote about this, when father and mother forsake me, what? The Lord will take you up. But I tell you, I had good, I had good parents, whatever, and even ones that are the cheesiest ones, they still want to keep their kids out of trouble. So, I mean, and that's, that's where Solomon said, listen to your parents. I mean, they'll help you. They really will. And now you can see where the trouble is when you have some of your friends who are like, I ain't listening to that. I'm not. He's old fogey, whatever, whatever. Always know that the Lord's there. And I need to be finding out about him. Solomon, who had it all, he said, this is the key to everything. He said, listen to your mom and dad. What you learn from them will stand you good. It will gain you. Look at that many honors. Now, I want you to look for blessings here. And this is not just temporary little things. If young toughs come to you and say, hey, come join us. Turn your back on them. We'll find and, uh, excuse me, turn your back on is what he says. We'll hide and rob and kill, they say. Good or bad, we'll treat them all alike and we'll loot and get stuff. All kinds of stuff. Comes, uh, come on, throw in your lot with us and we'll split equal shares. Don't do it, son. Stay away from men like that. For crime is their way of life and murder is their specialty. Yeah, but how am I ever going to get ahead? You know, you got to cheat people to get ahead. No, 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 no. When a bird sees a trap being set, it stays away. But these men trap themselves. They lay a booby trap for their own lives. Such is the fate of all who live by violence and murder. They will die a violent death. Now, sometimes we as Christians, we think, well, you never know. Don't draw a comparison about a violent death if I'm not destined to have a violent death. 
We are t- today. You need to just rest assured. You are not going to have a violent death. The Lord's protecting you and I. Psalm four, the very the very fourth psalm. Psalm four, right at the end. David says, "I'll lay me down and sleep, for only you will keep me safe." And that's a great thing to know, boy. I've used that many times over. I'm like, I'm sleeping, in, you know, a house by myself or whatever. And I hear something. What was that? You know, and I don't even think Chaz heard it. Chaz used to be growling. What is that? You know, and and I mean, like, oh no. Or you find your play yourself. I know Mel's one time was she, <laughs> we bought this car just a mid, you know, to use in the mid in whatever. We had to have another car. And by the time she left here and went to Birmingham, right in one of the worst parts of town, tire blew up. You know, tire broke. Well, the police officer showed up and whatever, and that's so scary, wasn't it? It was like, yeah, yeah. But Mel, I know what Mel does. You, you you've got to trust the Lord. You've got to pray. I mean, Dad's too far away anyway. So you realize, praise the Lord, the Lord's going to keep me safe. I've been in a bunch of places like that, and it's like, praise the Lord. Anyway, shouts, wisdom shouts in the street for a hearing. She calls out to the crowds along the main streets, to the judges in their courts, and everyone in the land. You simpletons, she cries. Now, this, these are the Proverbs that, that uh, Solomon wrote, and he got them from the Lord. Anyway, how long will you go on being fools? How long will you scoff at wisdom and fight the facts? Come here and listen. I'll pour out... The wisdom, uh, uh, the spirit of wisdom on you and make you wise. So that's what's happening. When you read these things, for I have spurned, uh, excuse me, I have pleaded, uh, I messed up. I called you so often, but you still won't come. I've pleaded, but all in vain. Thankfully, not us. You've spurned my counsel and reproof. Someday you'll be in trouble. Now watch this. Now we're not that way, but what can we get from this? One day you're going to be in trouble. And I'll laugh. That lets me know that no matter who's in this room today, if you're in trouble, God's not laughing. He's trying to help you. He'd only be laughing at you if you were like, oh, I can do that you, whatever. <sighs> mock me, will you? I'll mock you. Then the sto- Look at this. When a storm of terror surrounds you, when you're engulfed in anguish and distress, do you see where this is going? You're not going to be in anguish and distress. You're going to always be protected in help. Notice what he says. Then I will not answer your cry for help. Praise the Lord. I know, but based on this, that the Lord will answer your cry for help. And of course, that's what you see in the scriptures when these people are calling on the Lord. And that's what he does. Uh, it'll be too late then for you to search for me ever so anxiously. For you closed your eyes to the facts and didn't choose to reverence. That means the fear of the Lord. Okay, uh, You turned your back on me. Now this is the end of that chapter. Look at this. Uh, that's why you must eat the bitter fruit of your own way and experience full of terror in the pathway you've chosen. So, and some people write books about, well, when God says no, whatever it is, it's just a, I don't know why, it's a cross to bear. There's no cross to bear like this. Jesus bore the real cross. He did. Anyway. You turn from me to death, your own complacency will kill you. Fools, but all who listen to me, look at this, shall live, there it is, peace and safety and unafraid. Wow, are you kidding? We're just going to get three of these, but watch this. Every young man who listens to me and obeys my instructions will be given wisdom and good sense. Now, we've already knocked out, there's only 31 that we're looking at here, but but we've already knocked out, what did he say, it was 3,000 Proverbs, we've already knocked out uh, 20. Yeah, if you want to have better insight and discernment and are searching for them, as you would for no, and are searching for them as you would for lost money and hidden treasure, then wisdom will be given to you, knowledge of God Himself, and you'll soon learn the importance of it's, here, it's the fear of the Lord, of reverencing the Lord. That's just trusting the Lord. It's your Bible. That's why it's so important to go praise the Lord. I'm going to trust the Lord. I'm going to trust this is God's word. You know, I'm going to trust that Genesis really happened because you got. You may as well go find some other religion because Jesus thinks Genesis happened. You know, as in the days of Noah. Ooh, you believe in Noah? <laughs> yeah, he was there, you know. But And so you come back to, I'm going to trust the Lord. Even though you don't understand it, we're hidden for that part in a moment. But anyway, 
you will soon learn the importance of uh, reverence in the Lord and trusting Him. Look at this. The Lord grants wisdom. Every word is a treasure of knowledge and understanding. He grants... That's the reason you don't have to go to... You're not going to go to school to get all this. You're going to get it from the school of the Lord. But it's not a matter of, well, I didn't graduate college. And I, Solomon had zero. He had absolutely zero. And God gave him this fantastic wisdom. Anyway, he shows you how to distinguish right from wrong and how to find the right decision every time. Look at that. Lord, I just don't know what to do. I don't, I'm not sure what to do. James was literally the Lord's brother in his household. He didn't come along until after Jesus was resurrected from the dead because he thought, man, my brother is lost it. James wrote in James chapter 1, he says, If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally. In other words, God will give it to you if you ask him for it. Wisdom and truth will enter the very center of your being. Look at that. Filling your life with joy. That's the reason I have a hard time believing the junk when they say, well, you know, I, I wouldn't know what happiness was if I hadn't broken my arm and, you know, and learned to deal with, without a right arm, you know, and, and when something fun happened, it let me know how great fun is. That, God wants you to have two arms, two eyes, two everything. He'll help you. Now, if people lost limbs and stuff, the Lord will still help you. Okay. You'll be given the same sense to stay away from evil men who want to be their partners in crime. Oh, oh, men who turn from God's ways and walk in these dark, evil ways. Anyway, and exult in doing wrong, for they enjoy their sins. Everything they do is crooked and wrong. Only the wisdom from the Lord can save a man from the flattery of prostitutes. These girls have abandoned their husbands and flouted the laws of God. Their houses lie along the roads to death and hell. Uh, the men who enter them are doomed. None of these men will ever be the same. He says, follow the steps of the godly. Instead, stay on the right path. For good men enjoy life to the full. Evil men, they're going to lose things. And what do we hear today? Only the good die young. No, keep trusting this. I knocked out two right there. Now watch this. My son, never forget the things I've taught you. And I've noticed that, you know, I've just got to keep reading them. You've got to read them over and over and over again. Just keep reading them. I was talking to my mom last night, and, and she was reading one of the stories in... Uh, uh, in uh, uh, numbers, whatever it was. And it was when, uh, no, it was Deuteronomy. It was right before they got to the promised land. They're, they're going in this time. Moses is fixing to die. And I remember the story, but, I, but she had read it in the Living Bible. I said, yeah, tell me what happened, because it's so easy to forget the details. And she said that, well, the Lord was saying, you know, that, uh, I mean, excuse me, Moses was saying that, well, the Lord was talking, and, and the Lord was telling the army folks that, look, before you go to war, if you're scared out of your gourd, go on back home. We don't want you scaring the rest of us. <laughs> you know, which is true. I mean, you want to you be bold. And David's men had extraordinary courage. And remember, you heard about Joshua. Joshua's told, you know, don't get discouraged and whatever. And boy, he marched right up to that angel right after that in, in Joshua chapter 2. And it was the angel of the Lord. And Joshua said, are you on our side or are you on their side? <laughs> and he said, I'm the angel of the Lord, captain of the host of the armies of the Lord. He said, I'm on your side. <laughs> Joshua goes, all right, let's go. You know, praise the Lord. Okay, so he says, don't forget these things. But the important thing is, you know, you, you want to keep reading these stories. You don't have to just know Daniel and the lions did once. Go back and read it again. It'll shock you what you missed before. And also it'll be like, praise the Lord, that the Lord will help me he'll keep you safe from these doggone lions. Paul said the same thing. The Lord delivered me out of the mouth of the lion. That's what the, Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 4. Okay. Notice what he says. If you want, look at that. If you want a long and satisfying life, praise the Lord. Read the scriptures. And what you read, believe. Believe every bit. Never tire of loyalty and kindness. Well, I don't do any good to be nice to people. Oh, yes, it does. Mm -hmm. 
Hold these virtues tightly. Write them deep within your heart. If you want favor with God and man and a reputation for good judgment and common sense, trust the Lord completely. Don't ever trust yourself. In everything you do, put God first and he'll direct you and crown your efforts. Now that's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Remember, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. It's so easy to say it's just not, it ain't going to work out. It's just not, not going to happen. I don't see how God's going to do it. I don't know. I, it, this is too hard for God. Don't do that. Just trust the Lord. God, I am in such a jam. But you think if you just think it through, you'll get it. You'll go, you know, God, you created the whole universe because I've chosen to believe you created the earth and all this stuff in six days and you rested on the seventh. They ain't anything too hard for you. My problem sounds minor, so I'm, I'm expecting you to get me out of trouble and he'll get you out. That's just simple faith. Uh, now, notice what it said. Look at this. There's no room for uh, you're going to go under. Don't be conceited, sure of your own wisdom. Instead, trust and reverence the Lord. Turn your back on evil. When you do that, you'll be given, look at that, renewed health. How many times has your back been like killing you? Arm is hurting, whatever. Oh, I don't feel like serving the Lord. <laughs> Just serve the Lord anyway. Trust Him. He'll take care of you. God, are you serious? Now look at this. Honor the Lord by giving Him the first part of all your income. He'll fill your barns with wheat and barley and overflow your wine. That means your account at Redstone or whatever. Man, I, that's a tough thing to do. But if you think about it, it's between you and Jesus. That's something that you have to learn to trust yourself. God, I just... Are you sure? The preacher's trying to tell me. No, the preacher has nothing to do with this. Don't give here. Give somewhere else then. Because this is something secret between you and the Lord. You've got to know that, praise the Lord, I'm going to do this. Look what the Lord says he'll do. Book of Malachi says, try it. Notice what he says. He will fill your barns with plenty. Wow. Okay. Young men, don't resent it when God chastens you and corrects you. Now, this is, his, this is his correction. It's not a car wreck flat tire. Well, the Lord's slowing me down. Had four flats today. I ain't even got a tire left. You know. I've been trying to find cars for my, I mean, tires for my son's car. I've been 10, 10 weeks on hand family. The Lord's. No, he's not. Pray. Ask the Lord to get the tires. And that's how I got it. Okay. Anyway. Don't resent it when the Lord chastens you and corrects you. See, this is his correction. He says, don't be conceited. Trust the Lord. Sometimes that's hard to do. Like, well, are you sure? Just as a father punishes his son, delights in him, the Lord also corrects you. The man who knows something wrong and has good judgment and common sense is the happiest man uh, who is, uh, is happier than the man who is immensely rich. For wisdom is far more valuable than jewels. Now, we're not going to stop reading here and go, yeah, that's right. Oh, I have Jesus. I, I have Jesus. I don't want riches. I have Jesus. You don't have to trade. There's no trade-off here. We are going to streets of gold. I, I'm not going to get there and go, Lord, Lord, we don't need these streets of gold. Come on, I need to still learn how to be humble. No, we don't. Good cars are good things. Good clothes are good things. Look what it says. And we're stopping right here in this third chapter. We're almost to the end of this. Look at this. Nothing compares with it. Wisdom gives, look at that, a long, good life. Remember, where we, where's wisdom come from? The Lord gave it to you. Solomon asked for it. He wrote it down. He told When you're reading the scriptures, you're reading wisdom. Look at the next thing. Riches. And it's riches because we already found out how much Solomon, his whole group, was covered with this stuff. Remember, there was, remember the story of Solomon? Is, the details are there for a reason. There was so much silver, it was piled up as just junk. So much silver. Wow. Honor. And matter of fact, Nebuchadnezzar didn't come over there and say, well, you know, I, I, I kind of like that piece of asphalt on that temple you got there. Solomon had two columns. One was called Jaseth, and one was called, uh, I want to call it one of the tribes of Israel, whatever. These two huge columns, they were 90 feet in the air, and they were 
covered with gold, real gold. Wow. Anyway, honor and pleasure. What else? Peace. Wow. Wisdom is a tree of life. Those who eat her fruit. Happy is the man who keeps on eating. Well, we've been eating for the past 25 minutes here. We're about done. The Lord's wisdom. Well, now we know it was the big bang. Come on, Lord. You got to quit saying you made this place. He did make it. Uh, he, he founded the earth. His understanding established all the universe and space. The deep foundations of the earth were broken open by his knowledge and the skies poured rain. Have two goals. Wisdom. That's knowing and doing right. And common self, don't, sense. Don't let them slip away. For they'll fill your life with energy and bring you honor and respect. Praise the Lord. And we can all talk about how, you know, I just did the right thing here. And, 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 you'll, and, and you'll go, wow, it's amazing how many people have respected me. And, and other things, uh, Richard, I just don't understand why you do that. Well, it's just the, I just think it's the right thing to do. Look at this. They keep you safe. Now, boy, the Lord's digging a hole here because I'm going to hold him to it. They keep you safe from defeat, disaster, and stumbling off the trail. Now, you can't use a parallel if it doesn't mean what it says. It does mean what it says. With them on your guard, you can sleep without fear. That's the reason I tell myself and anybody else that listen, if you can't sleep, read your Bible. You'll fall asleep pretty quick. You know? But I'm, I'm telling you, it's <laughs> you need not be afraid of disaster. Man, that's what we're all about. Man, we're down here in Tornado Alley. Whew. Dread those line of thunder, a line of thunderstorm. <laughs> Huntsville closes down, you know. Man. Or plots of wicked men. Doggone those guys coming across the border. We might have a terrorist, oh no, or whatever. Or just somebody may lose it, a crazy man. Don't worry about crazy man. Don't worry about this. You have a shield. Praise the Lord. The Lord is with you and protects you. Now listen, don't go 10 years and not read Proverbs 3 again. Please go back. I'm telling myself too. Keep reading this. Read it again in a few days or something. And look at this. Look at, look at verse 28, 27. And don't withhold payment of your debts. In other words, if Redstone, hey, pay this, pay this. Don't say some other time if you can pay now. Say, what's that got to do with it? You talk, so first off, the Lord will help you get that paid. But then it's, it, anyway, let's keep going. Don't plot against your neighbor. He's trusting you. That makes sense, you know. Don't get into needless fights. Don't envy the violent man. Don't copy their ways. For such is an abomination to the Lord. But he gives his friendship to the godly. Praise the Lord. Look at this. The curse of God's on the wicked, but his blessings on you. We're the upright. Remember, don't choose yourself. The Lord mocks the mockers, but he helps the humble. Wow. The wise are promoted to honor. We're, we're on our way up. No, we're done for right now. But anyway, I mean, that's the, and, you, and matter of fact, all the people that came to Jesus didn't say, well, I ain't going to help you today. Nah. Learn to be humble. Learn to not have nothing. No. <laughs> These people had so much trouble and problems, whatever, and he fixed them all. He did. Wow. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you. If we're not feeling good, you'll take care of that no matter what it is, back aches, ear aches, whatever the problem may be. Lord, we trust you. Help us. You created our bodies, so Lord, we're asking you to fix them. Same thing's true financially. If we're struggling financially in any way, Lord, fix that. Praise the Lord. It's so, it's, Lord, you just can rain that stuff in however, but you supply all our needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And Lord, that doesn't leave anything left. Even if it's something we don't, uh, we don't, we didn't cover today, Lord, you still will get us out of whatever problem. Many of the afflictions of the righteous, you said, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. So Lord, that doesn't leave any, anything left but for us to tell others what great things you've done for us. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, hallelujah. Good deal. Hallelujah.